welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Well, hi. How are you? I'm good. So, there's the airplane. There is the airplane. We're going to get many. so many live uh, <laughs> ambient sounds in this, trying something new. Yeah, outside, because sick of being inside in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hot. And encourage you to be outside. Yeah. So what have you seen outside lately? So we have skinks in our backyard. If you don't know what a skink is, it's a um, reptile. And people describe them as that they, it's like a snake with legs. But the little ones that we have are kind of a coppery brown color. And I've never seen the whole body but I really want to see one. And we were walking our daughter to school and we saw one on the sidewalk. Yeah. Usually we see them in the grass and they're just, psh, yeah, they gone. dig under the top of the grass pretty mm -hmm. fast. So that was fun. And even though we were a little late, we still stopped to look at it. Yep. And one of her friends, they stopped. What are you, wow, you guys have really good eyesight. I could see something moving and I wanted to check it out. So it was yeah. fun. So we all squatted down to check it out and got some pictures. So it was fun. Yeah. What have you seen? Yesterday in our backyard as well, a green anole. I went to add some more water to our fountain because it's evaporating like crazy. And boop, up pop this little anole and climb up the wall of, I don't know that I want to get wet. <laughs> so yeah. it was fun to, to see it. Yep. We are definitely the water source for a lot of animals. Yep. It's funny we both picked reptiles to talk about that yeah. we've seen because we're going to talk about a different reptile today. A much larger reptile. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about? <gasps> crocodiles. So what are crocodiles besides a very large reptile? They are a very large <laughs> reptile. And surprisingly, they are very muscular. Um, they have muscular bodies, powerful tails. They have a snout shaped like a V not like a U with alligators, which that should actually help me tell them apart because I have a very hard time unless they're right next to each other telling them apart. They have a lot of teeth, between 60 and 110 sharp interlocking teeth. You can see their teeth when their mouths are closed, unlike alligators. Yep. Two ways to tell them apart. Mm -hmm. Shape of the nose and can you see teeth when the mouth closed? Yes. Yeah. Their skin is also tough, armored scales, which provides it the, the protection that it needs and also helps it regulate its body temperature. Oh. And on average, the length of a crocodile can range from 10 to 18 feet, depending on the species, with some saltwater crocs growing to the length of 23 feet. That which is, is really, massive. really big. Hard to wrestle those. Yeah. But I don't know why anybody would want to wrestle a crocodile anyway. True. So where are crocodiles found? Quite a few places, not just Australia. Um, they live in the tropics of Asia, Africa, Australia, and the Americas. And most of the time they're in swamps and sweatland, sweatlands. I'm sweaty. Wetlands. Yeah. One of the tricks is they can be found in freshwater and saltwater. Well, alligators are only in freshwater, so that can help you distinguish where 
if you're in the right environment for an alligator or not. Yep. So as far as nesting, female crocodiles will construct nests made of vegetation, sticks, and mud, usually near the water's edge. And the nests are to provide a safe environment for the eggs to develop and hatch. It's kind of similar to alligators. Mm -hmm. They are primarily solitary creatures and very territorial. And they are known for their ability to remain motionless for extended periods, waiting patiently for prey to approach. Crocodiles are excellent swimmers and can propel themselves through the water using their powerful tails. Yeah. Which is much faster than human beings. So don't try to outswim a crocodile. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they can keep up with some boats of. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's quite fascinating how still they can lay, because it's yeah. like, is that a log? Is that a crock? What is that there? And you may only see part of it, or yeah. you may see the head, and then a bit of the tail, but not the body. Well, and I know it's similar with alligators. I don't, One of the videos I saw recently online was a fisherman, which was probably an alligator instead of a crocodile, but he said, this is why you need polarized lenses when you're fishing because you don't know what's in the water and so he put the polarized lens over his camera and you could see oh very far away maybe 10 feet was either a crocker or a gator of nah no thanks i like yeah. there being clear boundaries and fences in between me and these yeah that's assuming you can see through the water and it's not covered in algae or something else or but... just super dirty yeah so so, as far as offspring, the number of eggs that they will lay varies by the species, with some laying as few as 10 and others laying up to 80 eggs. That's a lot. And the eggs are incubated by the heat of the sun that decays the vegetation that the nest is made out of. And the sex of the hatchlings is actually determined by the temperature at which they develop. So, if the nest is at 88.8 .8 degrees Fahrenheit, that will make the hatchlings male. But anything above or below that, it'll get females. Huh. And all of the eggs will be the same gender. What, isn't that the same as turtles? I think very similar. Is it the sea turtles that... Yeah, the heat, the heat of the environment affects the, the sex. Interesting. Reptiles. Yeah. Hmm. And, oh, we're going to get some bugs, too. Yes. Yes. Let's so fly. before... Baby crocs will come out. They'll actually start making little chirping noises to call the mom. And she'll come and uncover part of the nest so that when they hatch, they can actually get out. And so when she hears them, she'll come back, clear away some of it, and then stay closer to be on guard to help protect them as they hatch and emerge. Good mamas. And so what does she got to protect them from? Uh, she needs to protect them from... Um, crocodiles, birds, you know, other crocodiles eating them, birds, large fish, and mammals, um, raccoons are one of those mammals. And then, um, as they're older, they don't really have natural predators. It's just the young, yeah. the Once eggs and hatchlings. It's not an issue, but that first year, there's That's a lot rough. that could, could eat them. And Pick them off. the percentage, 99% of crocodiles don't make it to their first birthday. Yeah. That's a 
it's a slim percentage. Yeah. Even though they're an apex predator, they got to get past that yeah. first year. Yeah. Which, if if more did, can you imagine how many crocodiles there would be in the world? <laughs> be a lot of crocodiles. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with the amount that we have. <laughs> So they're opportunistic predators, and they have a diet mainly consisting of fish, amphibians, reptiles, birds, and mammals. And they are known because of their ambush hunting technique. So they'll lay in wait, kind of in that freezing, motionless position, and then all of a sudden, they will just, with a powerful tail, just lunge out and grab something and then drag it back into the water and drown it to eat. So... They're effective. They really, really are. And they don't have to eat super often because sometimes they just get large prey. And that tides them over for a while. Which is fascinating. I mean, that there are so many animals in the world that don't have to eat every day. Multiple like, times every day. Yeah, that they can eat once a week. And there are some that can go a few weeks without eating. Like, that's fascinating to me. Yeah. And others that seem to constantly be eating. Yeah, like our squirrels. <laughs> So what are some of the fun facts we got? They're the largest reptiles in the world. They're known for their powerful bite, which exerts tremendous force and can crush bones. And they have the strongest bite of any animal on the planet. So it's interesting in researching it, one of them said, you know, they've got the strongest bite in the world, but the weakest jaws. And so like a human can actually close their mouth, even though they've got such a force in snapping and biting. But like if their mouth is open, you can just and close their mouth. They don't have strong jaws to keep it open. So how does that work? It. I don't know how it works, but it's over and over and over when I was researching it, that was what they said of like weak jaws, but very strong bite. Interesting. And I wonder if it has to do with the interlocking teeth, yeah. which is, you know, a relative of crocodiles, the caiman. I found it fascinating when I started learning about jaguars, you know, forever ago, that they eat them yeah, and that jaguars, jaguars have such a strong bite that they could get through the armor of, but I thought. Yeah, nothing could penetrate those scales. Yeah. But it's, anyway. Can. Fascinating. Um, they can live a long time. They can live up to or over 70 years. That's amazing. They have a unique feature called a third eyelid or a nictitating membrane. I'm not going to remember that. That protects their eyes while allowing them to see underwater. It's like special water goggles. <laughs> Which is very different than some of the reptiles that look their eyes that, as our daughter says, is disgusting. Why do they look <laughs> their own eyes? And so they're also often considered living fossils because they have remained relatively unchanged for millions of years and are actually the most closely related to dinosaurs and birds. I can believe it. Something that bird, a lot of people don't realize is birds are, scientists say, are our closest related animals to dinosaurs. So, and like we had said earlier, they can swim up to 22 miles per hour with the help of their strong tail. Where I think humans, it's like five. And and that is like Olympic swimmers yeah, that like train. World class. So they're substantially faster. Yeah. So why should we care about crocodiles? What value do they, they provide us? Well, 
they are considered an indicator species, which this means that their will, their well-being and health serves as an indicator of the well-being of the ecosystem. So if crocodile populations are declining, declining in that area, it may trigger that there's something bigger there's going, on. going yeah. on. So it can also ultimately affect humans as well. I mean, we are all interconnected. Um, they help regulate prey populations and maintain the balance of the food web and their presence contributes to the overall health and diversity of their habitats. For example, by preying on sick or weak individuals, they can reduce the spread of diseases and diseases among fish populations. And this indirectly benefits fisheries that humans rely on for food. Yeah. Crocodiles are also a significant draw for ecotourism. People are often fascinated by these creatures and they can be a source of income for local communities through wildlife tourism. And you see that almost anywhere where the crocodiles yeah. are native to. It's like, come on a crocodile tour. Which is the better way to do it than to just go wander out yourself and try and find crocodiles. Yeah, that's frowned upon. Yeah. They'll still get you. It's fascinating. Most of the time they'll leave you alone. They're yeah. not interested in you. But if they so wanted to, you'd lose. Yeah. We don't breathe well underwater. <laughs> no. And I don't want to experience one of their bone crushing. Their rolls or the bone crushing bites. Yeah. Hard pass on all of that. But I don't want anything to happen to them either. Like, they're necessary. So. Yeah. Being where we are, we've got some, what, within like three, four hours of us? Yeah. They're pretty common, so. It's worth checking out. Yeah. You get a chance to see it. Most of the time, is it even alive? <laughs> and then you see flight movement of, no, oh, it's there, and it's paying attention to what's around it. No. So let us know what you think. We hope you feel inspired to be someone who is more aware of the nature around you. We also hope that you have enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. For more information about getting outdoors and to see our photos and videos of the wildlife we talked about, follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer and Get Outside Daily. To ensure you don't miss a future episode, be a subscriber to our podcast. A new episode comes out weekly. If you really liked it and are willing, please be one of our favorite people and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. It helps spread the word so more can enjoy what is around them. And don't forget to tell your friends about what you've learned with us. Everyone wins when we spend more time with nature. You can find show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. Until next time. We encourage you to get outside daily to see what is around you and to get back to nature. <laughs>